The Gov Innovator Podcast is sponsored by Mathematica, a pioneering nonpartisan research organization celebrating 50 years of using data and analysis to improve public well-being. To learn more, visit mathematica.org. Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is how public agencies can learn from leading companies that have successfully built a culture of experimentation. Our guest is Professor Stefan Tomke of the Harvard Business School. Here's a clip. There's a great story about a, a former executive, actually, who came to uh, to booking. And, uh, and they had a discussion about a new logo, and uh, he listened to... Uh, all the various inputs from people and their ideas about sort of a logo. And and then he, at the end, he said, oh, I decided, you know, this is what the logo is going to look like. And they looked at him and said, well, that's a really interesting suggestion. We'll run the test and we'll let you know what happens. Today, there are a growing number of examples of public agencies and jurisdictions taking an experimental approach to driving better results. In other words, especially when making operational improvements to programs, not just choosing an approach or a strategy based on a best guess or anecdotes or what the most senior person thinks is right, but instead testing different approaches and rigorously seeing which one works better. Our interview today explores what government can learn from leading companies about building a culture of experimentation. I'm glad to have Stefan Tomke with us today. He's a professor at the Harvard Business School and the author of the new book, Experimentation Works, The Surprising Power of Business Experiments. Professor Tomke, it's great to have you with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Andy. One of the companies that I know you've examined closely is Booking.com. Tell us about some of the things that they do to create a culture of experimentation. Booking.com is uh, the world's uh, largest travel accommodation platform. You know, they, in pre-COVID-19 times, they did uh, something like 1.5 million room nights per day sort of booking. So so it's a, a pretty big marketplace for, for rooms. And uh, they are what I would, uh, what I refer to in my book uh, are an experimentation organization that is, uh, you know, experimentation happens there every single day, something like 75% of all people that work in the headquarters in Amsterdam uh, are deeply involved in running experiments. Uh, They run tens of thousands of experiments annually, live on you and me, Andy. And uh, in fact, uh, anybody who sort of booked a trip for them is very likely to be part of their experimentation ecosystem. And experimentation is how they figure out what works and what doesn't work. And so to get there, Andy, they had to build uh, a culture of experimentation. And the culture piece is really important here. And we tend to focus a lot on tools and technology, but uh, I found in my research uh, that the cultural components are perhaps the hardest ones to manage. And, uh, you know, there are, you know, a lot of the companies that I looked at, you know, the, the ones that we all know, uh, you know, the, the Amazons and the Netflix and, and Microsofts of this world. I mean, they all do this and very, very large scale. And there are now pretty good third party tools available as well that anybody can really use. But yes, so getting the technology in place is important, but the cultural piece is really, really difficult. It's a great point about how the technology aspects of management reforms are often focused on first because they're the most visible. You know, what software does it take to do X, Y, Z? But the cultural piece is the real foundation. 
In your book, you discuss several specific building blocks to advance a culture of experimentation. If you can give us a summary of what those are. Happy to do so, Andy. Uh, the first one I identified is what I call cultivate curiosity. Means everyone in the organization, you know, from the leadership down needs to value surprises. And uh, booking uh, really puts uh, a lot of emphasis on this. It's not just about who they hire, but also how they nurture uh, curiosity when people are in a company. And when firms adopt this mindset, curiosity will prevail and people will see failures not as costly mistakes, but as opportunities for learning. So that's the first one. The second one is insist that data trump opinions. The idea here is, you know, when... Uh, when you get empirical results from experiments, they must prevail even when they clash with strong opinions. It doesn't matter whose opinions they are. And this is the attitude that, that you need to have. And the reason is sort of very simple and it really gets down to human nature. That is, we as humans, we tend to happily accept good results, which are results that confirm our biases, but we challenge and also investigate bad results that go against our assumptions and so and so so that's kind of buys it then the third component was what i call democratize experimentation that means any employee at booking can launch an experiment on any millions of people and they don't have to get permission the fourth one is what i call be ethically sensitive that is you know when you suddenly run all these experiments on live on customers you have to be very sensitive about the ethical nature of what you're doing. I mean, you have this amazing power to do things and, uh, and you, you have to sort of think about how people perceive that and you have to train for that. And then fifth, I think, was embracing a, a different leadership model. So the role of leaders sort of in organizations that do this at scale are very different than what we're normally used to. So these are just, uh, Andy, a few examples of these cultural sort of pieces that that we need to pay attention to when we're trying to do this at large scale. That's really useful, Stefan. I'd like to give you a chance to talk a bit more about that last piece, the leadership piece. You describe how organizations, companies in this case, that want to create or strengthen a culture of experimentation have to embrace a different leadership model. Tell us more about that. You know, the, the question that arises, you know, when you run an organization like this, you know, when most decisions are made with experiments. The question is well, sort of what's left for senior leaders here? And you know, we always think of senior leaders as the decision makers. So I, I identified three, at least three different roles, I think uh, that really matter here. The first one is uh, setting a grand challenge. You know, one of the issues that you run into is when you're running many experiments is that you know, people may try lots of different things, but they don't line up. You know, you you need to make sure that there is some sort of a programmatic response. There needs to be sort of an overall challenge that everyone can focus on. And and that challenge that needs to be broken down into testable hypotheses and smaller challenges and key performance metrics. And once you've got that in place, you can really let employees run on their own. The second is uh, putting in place systems and resources and think about organizational designs that really allow this to happen. You know, just telling people to experiment is, is not enough. You know, they don't have uh, the tools or the infrastructure 
and uh, and when when it becomes very difficult to run experiments, they're not going to do it. So you need to make it really easy, and uh, and and you need to have resources in place. And third is what uh, what I need to remind often sort of people to be a role model. That is, you have to live by the same rules as everyone else, and you have to subject your own ideas to tests. You know, you cannot have an ego. And there's a great story about a, a former executive actually who came to uh, to booking. And, uh, and they had a discussion about a new logo and uh, he listened to uh, all the various inputs from people and their ideas about sort of a logo. And and then he, at the end he said, oh, I decided, you know, this is what the logo is going to look like. And they looked at him and said, well, that's a really interesting suggestion. We'll run the test and we'll let you know what happens. Uh-huh. And uh, so you have to have, so if you're the boss, you need to display intellectual humility and be unafraid. Sometimes the best thing to say is, I don't know. And uh, Francis Bacon sort of had this really wonderful saying, you know, Francis Bacon is really kind of the, the father of the scientific method, wrote this wonderful book in 1620, uh, Novum Organum. And uh, he once said that if a, if a man will begin with certainties, he shall end in doubts. But if you will be content to begin with doubts, he shall end in certainties. And that's kind of the attitude that we need. That's a great quote and a good way to summarize the type of culture we've been talking about today. The book is Experimentation Works, The Surprising Power of Business Experiments. Dr. Tomke also has the cover article of the March edition of the Harvard Business Review on the same topic. Stefan, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Andy.